it is funny to run into people who just have stayed in their narrative, stayed in their victimhood, stayed in their lane. They are victims. They have a victim narrative and they have a victim mindset. And it's always a series of conditions, not decisions that they feel led to their destiny. Whereas fortunately for people that are interested in mindset and be, you know, in personal development, you'll realize like you can change your destiny by changing your decisions. And you are a series of decisions, not a series of conditions. Hey, what's going on, everyone? You got the 7-2 Mindset Investor here. You know, I'm just going to get right to this. Barbara Majeski, if you haven't heard the name, you definitely will, and you will a lot. Wow. Um, I got introduced to, to Barbara being on in the audience with Breakfast of Champions, and Barbara's brought me on a couple of times. And Barbara's story is so remarkable. And for those of you that are an avid listeners, perhaps someone that's new, it's coming on. This is the 7-2 Mindset Investor podcast, The Hero's Journey. The Hero's Journey is Barbara Majeski. I'm just going to throw it out there. That's exactly what it is. So I myself as a mindset investor, I'm a firm believer that the only ROI we have control over is investing in our mindset. I've made a pledge. I'll be investing $1 million into my mindset. I've been blessed to have amazing mentors like uh, Tim Story, who I speak to on a regular basis, for example, is one of my mentors because I know that's the only return on investment I have. Because of that, I've been able to connect with the likes of Barbara Majeski here today, who, I mean... You know, we'll talk about the label itself or the tagline, you know, nationally recognized TV personality, regular features on a Today Show, Inside Edition, Good Day New York, just to name a few, you're considered to be the lifestyle expert, but that wasn't what impressed me, no offense. What impressed me was, is your backstory and how you got to that point. So I want to say thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I do appreciate it. Appreciate this. So Barbara, before we get to everything, maybe you can give us some background about yourself. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. And what I love that we connected on Clubhouse and I've said is that Clubhouse allows us to be three-dimensional. So you can see people on Instagram, you can see people on TV, but to have dialogue, which Clubhouse allows and podcasting is you really get the three-dimensional. So I, I love that because I think my front of the house is TV, but the truth is I want to help other people get out of their own way and live their best life. And if my example can serve to help others, I mean, that's part of my journey. So yeah, um, as far as television is concerned, it's a career that I launched in my forties, but it was something that I always wanted to do. And as we talk about mindset, Mark, I you know, really uh, it speaks volumes about my journey because the truth is I always wanted to be on TV. I always, that was like my dream job. I read the secret in 2006 and I wrote down, I want to be on the today show. I want to be Jill Martin. And the truth is I didn't necessarily believe in myself. I talked myself out of it. And after going through cancer treatments and confronting my own mortality, the only thing that changed between 2006 and 2016, when I was going through my treatments, was I changed my mindset about how I was going to proceed through life. And because I was confronted with my own mortality, I made a vow to the universe. If, they, if I get another shot, I'll never play small again. I will leave it all out on the field. I'll leave no stone unturned. And I will never let the voices of fear, doubt, or the weight of other people's opinions dictate how I'm going to live. So all I did, I was 10 years older. I was 10 years removed, 10 more years even removed from the workforce because I was a stay-at-home mom. 
And all I did was change my mind. And when you change your mind, you change your outcomes of your life. Thoughts become things, thoughts become your reality. And I'm on board with your mindset approach. So I'm happy to dive into anything you and everything you want to talk about today. I, I love this. I got goosebumps as you're speaking there. And and that's the thing. I mean, the mindset, like I said, it's the only ROI we have control over, return on investment. And I've been blessed. You mentioned a secret. I've actually had Dr. John Demartini on the podcast, who was actually on The Secret on the Netflix show, one of the professors, and highly coveted when it comes to the law of affirmations, law of attraction. Um, but you're right. I mean, the mindset piece is so, it, it is everything. Like you said, mindset's everything. Going back to Napoleon Hill, I tell people, you are what you eat, but you are what you think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and we look at, you know, people in this world, um, the quality of their life is going to be based on the quality of their decisions, but the quality of their decisions will be based on the quality of questions they ask themselves. The quality of the questions they ask themselves are going to be the quality of their mindset. And, you know, there's people in this world, um, sadly, that I may not see someone for four years. I see them again and nothing's changed. Well, yep. nothing's changed because their mindset hasn't changed. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. And, you know, you said something that I just write. So I write a lot. Like I, <laughs> I always want to take notes because, you know, it's, you know, going from thinking and dreaming and moving into reality, taking that the next step is not just thinking, but it's also writing it down. You know, you're 42% more likely to, you know, retain thoughts by writing it down, or at least the subconscious mind has no sense of humor. So it'll like reverberate in your, you know, your subconscious. So I'm a huge fan of that. So I just wrote down whether you think you can, or you think you can't, which is by Henry Ford, you're right. So, you know, it is funny to run into people who just have stayed in their narrative, stayed in their victimhood, stayed in their, like stayed in their lane and they are victims. They have a victim narrative and they have a victim mindset. And it's always a series of conditions, not decisions that they feel led to their destiny. Whereas fortunately for people that are interested in mindset, uh, mind, mindset, mindset, and be, you know, in personal development, you'll realize like you can change your destiny by changing your decisions. And you are a series of decisions, not a series of conditions. And yes, things happen to you. Welcome to the game of life. Welcome to the sport. Uh, put on your jersey and man up, you know, or woman up, whatever, person up. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big, you know, listen, I'm going to my 30th high school reunion. So weird because I'm still in my 20s. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, I'll just, I don't think people are really going to surprise me. And I think that I may surprise people because I've, I've moved the paradigm, you know, I've moved the needle in my life. You know, I was that kid that didn't get to go to on, on class trips, like to the Washington, you know, the Washington, there's a big Washington trip. I didn't get to go on that. You know, I didn't, there was no money. I, you know, I worked through high school. I didn't, you know, but I'm self-made now I moved. I changed the story. But I changed, I was like, I'm not going to live in this negative. I wanted to do what I want to do. So we're just, we're on the same page. So I love this. I love this. So, um, so the podcast is called The 7-2 Mindset Investor, The Hero's Journey. So I talk about before where, where the mindset investor comes in because I'm a life student. I'm a life student towards mindset. You know, it's, it's, I'm blessed in that uh, Tim Story introduces me as Canada's number one mindset investor um, because I just want to pour in myself so I can pour into others. But the seven two is a really critical self signal for me. And what the seven two represents the seven and a two. So if someone's playing poker and they get a seven card and they get a two card, it's the worst possible hand in poker. And 
fortunately in poker, you have the opportunity to fold that hand. But in life, we can't control the hands that were dealt. We control how we play that hand. Is there a moment in your life where you were dealt that 7-2 hand and you decided to play it and it changed the trajectory of your life? That is so great that I love that 7-2. And I think there isn't a person listening that hasn't been dealt that hand that you just don't want to play. And it's not being, you're not getting a, it's not going to get handed to you once. It's going to be a series. And I've just come to a space in my life where I realized that things weren't happening to me as much as they're happening for me. When I was diagnosed with stage three cancer, I was 42 years old and my kids were um, 12, uh, 10, 12, and four. And uh, it was on the heels of my marriage completely imploding. And I actually couldn't even hear when the doctor called and said it was cancer. I actually changed the, I was like, I. I actually couldn't hear it. I was like, well, it's, they, they called, they said it was pre-cancer or I used the word cancery. And my best friend was like, that's not a word. Cancery is not a word. And I was like, well, then it was cancerness. Like I just, I could not handle the, the, the hand, you know? And um, the truth is you have to play the hand that you're dealt. You don't, you know, you've got to play it with the best skills that you've, you've got. And although I didn't, you know, I remember I, I, you know, I laugh about it. I remember being like, you can go back and look in your file because right now I just really am not interested in having cancer. And my marriage is in the, you know, in the toilet and I'm a mother of three kids. So you can go ahead and come up with something better, but life doesn't work that way. You play the hand that you're, you're dealt with. And I'm like, all right, well, all I can control is my attitude about this. Okay. I can only control my attitude. I can control what I eat, you know, how I feed my body. If I walk every day. So I took stock of what I was in control of. And that's what, you know, the seven, two hand is take stock of what you can control. And it's all about, all right, this is, and I'm going to play that hand to the best of my ability. And Oprah Winfrey says it best, you know, I'm going to run the races fast and hard as I can. And that's how I show up at life. Like, I'm just going to run this, that this is game. I'm going to run it as fast and do as the best I can. And knowing that my kids were watching me, because, you know, I was like, you know what, I have a real opportunity to model to them how to handle a tough hand. And I knew that all, all eyes were on there. All eyes were on me. So, you know, I walked every day. I slept a lot. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I was very optimistic for the most part until it just got really ugly. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm cut out for this chemo thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a hand my marriage fail, failing was a hand I wasn't, you know, wasn't particularly set to play in my stream of consciousness, but it was the hand I was dealt. And all of these things, Mark, have led me, I've always landed in a better place. So I've learned that life is happening for you, not to you. I have always landed on higher ground. Always. I'm a better person. I have more compassion, connection, gratitude, appreciation. I am a better version of me at 48 than I've ever been in any incarnation. And I've been healthier and I've been younger and I've been cuter and less wrinkles and fitter, but I uh, continue to evolve because of uh, the challenges that have, the seven twos that have been played over and over again. Uh, <laughs> and that's yeah. just one example. Wow. <laughs> you know, talking to Tim's story, I mean, we have this movement that we're building together called You've Been Seven Two'd. Now, what are you going to do about it? And it's, um, the world, everybody, 7.3 people, billion people in this world were dealt a bad hand with COVID. Now, some came out 
saying they're the victim and the government's trying to screw them or whatever it is. And there's others that completely transformed their life and broke the curse for multiple generations um, thereafter. But the difference is, and just like what you said, is you change the odds. You, you change the odds. Your mindset changed the odds mm-hmm. of what you had to do. And that's why you took a bad hand and turning it, turned it into a winning hand in so many areas of your life. I mean, you know, when you, you like, like you said, going through a marriage breakdown and I get it. I'm, I'm, I've gone through one. It's been through hell and back. I'm dealing with parental alienation. It absolutely freaking sucks. Um, there's no other way to describe it, but I'm not going to let that bad hand get in the way of where I want to be. I can't. It's a decision. It's a decision. You know, it's, it is, and life is tough at times. Life is heartbreaking. And, you know, the Buddhist says, you know, there is suffering. These, this is not something you're going to, you know, get out of. Um, so we have these moments of like, and I forget who says it, maybe it's Brene Brown, like where you're in the suck. And I know that that's a collective experience that we can all identify with. And Mm -hmm. I will say, because of some of the things I've gone through, I've actually, I come to a better place because I have more compassion for somebody else's journey, like through divorce. And somebody talks to me about it. I'm like, I know the pain of being separated from my children because, you know, I split custody. I went from being a full-time mother to 50, 50 custody. And, you know, I know that heartbreak and I always, you know, there's a couple of things that I want to dive into because there's some people that are listening to this podcast right now, just not in their best state. And they're looking for that life raft and that, and I totally get it. And there's two things that I want to say. Number one, in Japanese pottery, they call it kintsugi, which is when pottery breaks and they go to repair it, they actually fill the cracks with gold because by filling it with gold, the pottery is now more valuable than it was in its original state. And the reason I share that is because I identify with that. I believe I am better for all the the journeys that I've been through, the setbacks, the trials, the traumas, the, the tribulations, all of it really sets me in a space where I'm just a kinder version of myself. I lack judgment of people's circumstances. I assume everyone is battling something we know nothing about. Um, And I offer a lot of grace. And because I offer grace, I offer grace to myself. And that is, you know, that has made me a better person. So, you know, in that space that, you know, I want to offer Kintsugi. And the other thing is, is that when you're in the suck, and you know that you're in the suck, the one thing that has helped me is that I remember meeting a quote, by Renee Brown, I'm sorry, uh, Gabby Bernstein, Mm -hmm. because I was in it. I was like, wow, like how much more do I have to endure? Because I'm at a low and now I just went a little bit lower and it came across my, my feed on the interwebs or whatever. And it was, when you think you can't surrender anymore, surrender some more. And the reason I share that is because at times you just have to surrender to faith and have blind faith that what you are going through is going to lead you to higher ground and you will get better if you don't get bitter. Tough times don't last, tough people do. And sometimes all you have is faith. And I had to kind of just be uh, like, throw my hands up, take the wheel, (laughs) somebody take the wheel. I, I don't have this, I don't get it. I don't see the lesson. All I feel is pain and I'm lost in the sauce. I'm in the suck and I was like, all right, Uh, this the universe is going to conspire is conspiring in my favor because I believe in faith and I believe I'm worthy of a great life 
And never once have I been wrong. Never once have I not landed on higher ground and in a higher place. So I know that people just need to hear that sometimes of just let it, you know, take the wheel. I got faith and, you know, takes the, the wheel is, is faith and it comes through, you know, that's what I want to share. Wow. I mean, I've never heard about Kanzugi before. I'm going to, I'm going to research it for sure. Interestingly enough, um, one of the things that when I was, when I was, I mean, this is life, we're going to go through stuff that's just going to suck and it continues. And I tell people, because people say, well, Mark, you got, it seems like you got your shit figured out. I go, are you kidding me? Every day I get clear, I get cloudier because now I'm opening another door. And as we grow and we push into our comfort, uncomfort zone, we're going to face bigger problems that we've never faced before. And what Tim says to me, just like what you said about Kanzugi, about putting the gold in, in, in the broken pottery, it's filling the gaps with grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Filling our gaps with grace. And I love what you said about choice, because one of the things that really resonated with me was a book by Dr. Viktor Frankl in Man's Search for Meaning. And in there, I'm not sure if you read the book, but here you have a, a neuroscientist that gets put through not one concentration camp, but four and survives. He sees everybody die around him. He could actually predict who's going to survive and who's going to thrive. And the, to paraphrase the message in a book, it's that it's not the circumstance that defines you. It's your choice that defines you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. Then, you know, it, first of all, I have not read that book, but the references to it are so powerful because I'm a descendant of Holocaust survivors. And my father was actually born on a train escaping Russian persecution um, and lived his first five years in a displaced persons camp in Germany. So I very much identify with those stories and that um, part of our history. And I draw upon a, a lot of survivorship in there. But as you're talking about, you know, new levels, new devils, and, you know, Mm. opening up new doors of abundance and opportunity doesn't, does bring in a lot of new energy. I want to share this that I've read, which is you can be both a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time. You know, I don't, we're never one or the other. And I think we're just have to like live in that yin and yang and know it's okay. Like in certain ways, we, you know, we are, we are the master and we can help other people and we can bring light and, and clarity for others, but we're still always in a self-development phase if that's where we want to be. So, uh, you know, that's where we're finding each other. And that's where we collectively land in Breakfast with Champions, Glenn Lundy and on Clubhouse is there's this collective energy of just that we can be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. And that is a quote. I don't know who said it, but I will look it up. It is not of Barbara Majeski. I want to give credit where credit is due, Uh, but I think it lands in our conversation right now and lands on Clubhouse that we find ourselves in this collective group of people that are imperfect, but really perfect in their own right, helping us all to grow. And the synergy of the Clubhouse and Breakfast with Champions is like uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. I'm getting so much out of it and, and giving at the same time, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I had uh, Pedro Estevez as a guest in the podcast and he was wearing a shirt and I'll never forget it. Greatness is a process. Um, there is no, in my opinion, is there's no such thing as a master because as soon as someone says they're a master, they start decaying. It's about mastery. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's more of like <laughs> the king, right? Yeah, the mastery of certain 
and we're still like, even mindset is a constant process and looking, you know, in my masterclass, I do, I run masterclasses. And the first thing I talk about, because I talk a lot about getting out of your own way and living your best life. And in the masterclass, the first thing I talk about, because there's nowhere to go without mindset, Mark, and you and I are in that same space. You cannot go anywhere with the wrong mental game. You are going to have fits and starts and it's always going to, you're always going to just it's so much harder. The first thing I talk about is the conversation you have with yourself is the most important conversation you have each and every single day. So when you start, you start there, right? You and I start there. We start listening to the dialogue and the narratives in our head. Like you're like, why do I tell myself that I'm just genetically this way or I'm genetically, where did that come from? You know, like with like maybe weight loss or fitness or athletics or what have you, what that is, when do, what narrative do you need to write in that rewrite in that space oh i'm just i'm cursed i'm doomed i have bad genetics i have this you know like i don't know like where do we need to look at and i love that i love diving into that space oh my god there's like nothing i don't want it like as you hear you we started here in this conversation of like you see people in the same space where you left them 25 years ago but there's a narrative, there's a cassette that they need to eject there. It's a victimhood and not a victorhood, you know, is victorhood the word it is today. <laughs> it is today. I, I love that. And, you know, before we talk about your masterclass and I really want to talk about your accountability challenge, because it's so powerful. One thing, one thing I will tell you is you're, and I, and I hope I, okay, I hope I can just be completely honest with you. I don't see you as a survivor. I see you as a thriver. Thank you. Yep. Is that a word thriver? But I see you as yeah. a thriver. Cancer thriver. Yes, that's out there. Yep. <laughs> thriver. I mean, and, and, and because of the choices you made, and I just love the energy. I mean, for those that will be listening to this, I mean, if you're not jacked up, you have a serious issue going on because this <laughs> should jack you up. I mean, one of the questions I have here is that um, you've been known as the curator of the good life. Yes. What, what does that mean? Yes. Oh, thank you for that question. You know, I find test and share everything that it means to live with purpose, style, and adventure. So I gave myself that moniker because for television, I, they were like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm not a chef. I'm not a DIYer. You know, I'm not a, a decorator, but I am a curator. I find things and then I love sharing them. I'm that person that finds a dress and I, I have to, I'm like, I got this at Veronica Beard and I found it 20% off or look how I can make this, um, you know, make this drink or on t you go to my TikTok, you'll see how I convert chalk into car paint. I didn't invent that, but I found it, tested it out, and then I shared it. So I finally was like, well, I'm just a curator. I'm not, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. But my gift, my superpower is I really do find very cool things. And then I want to bring them to an audience. So for me, I'm like the curator of the good life, purpose, style, and adventure. Purpose is mindset. I want to share how I got out of my own way and started living my best life. And I share that through my masterclasses and my accountability challenges. Uh, living with style. I find it really important that we live comfortably in our own skin. So I look to share ways to really move people in that trajectory. And I always say with my daughter, I'm raising a daughter, two boys and a daughter, but particularly for my daughter, I have one goal. I want to raise a daughter comfortable in her own skin. I don't care where she goes to college. I don't care what she excels in in sports. I don't care. I don't care. I like care that she's walking this universe comfortable in whatever capacity that is, how she dresses, the things she does. I don't want to, 
I have so much to impart in that space. Oh my God, living with style is so much about embodying the style that you show walk out that door and you're like, I own it. I own it. And mm. so that's not me. I'm not a fashion curator, but I mean, listen, looking good is important. Feeling good. Mm. Um, purpose, style and adventure is all about living outside your comfort zone. Uh, you know, helping people to like take on new challenges. For me, adventure does speak to travel. I'm a big, like, I've never done that. Oh, what do you mean? I, th that's not even the language I use. I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that yet is my narrative, you know? Yes. Um, so that's what my, I love that question because I don't think I speak about it enough, but my, my, what I want, my umbrella, my everything is I want to find, test and share all the riches of life and the curator, the good life, helping other people get out of their own way and live their best life, mm -hmm. shaping narratives and bullshit. Like, I, I love that. And you know, and I love what you said about that. Like yet, that is the most powerful word yeah. is yeah. yet. And one of the self signals, I'm a big believer of self signals. I mean, I got a big ass one on my forearm, but on my forearm right here, I'm not sure if you can see it, but I actually have a colon, a semicolon, sorry. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And so the semicolon was for, it was, you know, really for a lot of people dealing with depression um, and just really having, you know, a bad time in our life. But the whole idea is that pause. And now I use that semicolon as, um, for example, I'm struggling. I'm having a bad day, semicolon. Yes. And, and I got to finish the sentence. It's not a full period and stops yeah. right there. Oh, that's so good because people need to know when to take a rest and yes. not quit. That's so the same. You know, I respect that on, you know, to remind yourself, this is just a pause. Let me pause. Just like I shared, surrender, surrender some more faith, take the wheel. I believe the universe is conspiring in my favor. And I do understand the relevance of of a semicolon and just to take that in a funny direction because I know that's a very that's a, an important space to land in. Um, not a space that I've been personally impacted, um, but I do highly respect it. <laughs> My twin brother and I were gonna do we're gonna do the amazing race. We never like did the things you have to do then, but our team was gonna be the colon and semicolon. So I had colon cancer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I would have been I, like our t-shirts were going to be semicolon and he would have been, but it would have been a different, you know, a different, it would have been to raise awareness on colon cancer. Sure. It just, you know, I had that kind of triggered me. I was like, oh, I have to go back and do the amazing race. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that for sure. Um, Cause I know you have such a tight schedule. So I wanted to, you know, bring up two, two big things. Um, number one is you say, you know, you've hosted the, the masterclass, like how to get out of your own way and live your best life. Mm -hmm. And then you also host the 14 day accountability challenge. And I've been sitting in the sidelines, sitting in the audience, sometimes on stage, I'm listening to some of the people that are part of your accountability challenge. I mean, I've done 75 hard. I mean, I think I got something behind me. It says I've done it. Um, yeah. but, uh, like everybody that goes to your 14 day challenge, like they're, they are just fired up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks. You know, it's 14 days of my highly curated, um, what word am I looking for? Oh my God. Can you just tell, like I've been working all day. Um, my highly curated best strategies in personal development. So for 14 days, I go over the best proven strategies in personal development. So I start off with non-negotiables because when you start off with like very basic non-negotiables and you layer it on 
like very basic micro goals lead to macro results. So my 14 day accountability challenge is to take people from my masterclass, which is informative and fantastic and free. I want to take people from information to transformation. And the only way to do that is through action, because I think we all know to like drink water and read books and work out every day and we and eat this and that. But the truth is there's a huge abyss between knowing what we need to do and actually doing it. And that is action. And when you sign up for an accountability challenge, it's 14 days of like, no, these are, we're starting off with three non-negotiables, which means you're doing it every single day. And the results are going to be that confidence in yourself to set bigger goals, that clarity on what your goals are, because I go over goal setting and how to like write it down and real strategies. And if you want to get in shape, you want to lose weight for once and for all, how do we, how do we work our way backwards? So at the end of it, you have confidence, clarity, and a real connection as to who you are and what you want to achieve. So the, the results at the end of 14 days is people feel more empowered. And I do get a lot of people that want to be on television, that want to launch a second career, want to go back to school, want to lose weight. And they're just like, 75 heart is really just way above, but that's a whole nother sport. Mm -hmm. But this is like, let's get in the lane of the success lane and let's get build our confidence that we can set these micro strategies, little micro goals and make them non-negotiables, like literal non-negotiables, like you're we're drinking 32 ounces of water a day, guys. I want to see your pictures. I want to see your videos. Um, and along with, you know, 14 strategies to optimize your potential, they're my favorite strategies. Um, it's a killer. And, and they get, I connect with my group. So that's what it's all about. It's a limited number of uh, people. Um, I do them. I'm Right now I'm doing one starting September 1st. That's going to be live. So it'll be fully interactive. Um and very engaging, but throughout the year, there'll be uh, accountability challenges that people can do at their own pace, at their own time, get in the Facebook group. I will be engaging. So there'll be different, there's always opportunities to jump in the accountability challenges. So um, I love it. I help, I love helping other people get out of their own way. Um, it's very, re very rewarding. It is. Yeah, no, I can't wait. And what we're going to do is I'll make sure I get the link for, for people that are listening so they can either register or get more information. And, and, you know, one of the things I realized through this journey um, is my old self was, a, I was, I was a people pleaser. Um, I was a recovering people pleaser. I heard that some by someone and that that's great. all it is. I said, I'm a recovering. That's what it was. It was yeah. you. So I, I am quoting recovering. Barbara Majeski right here. I am a recovering people pleaser right here. And you know, and I, I should have gotten my, I should have got my AA coin medallion for this or yes, yes. And, um, the thing was, and the thing was, I thought I was being selfless, but I was actually being selfish because I had to be viewed by the world in a certain way. And it just fed my ego, which then led me to a really bad, uh, tunnel until I turned this way, started focusing my mindset. And I said, okay, I'm going to be selfish now so I can become selfless. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's so true. It's so powerful to look at it that way it's truly like a higher level thinking because you realize I'm trying to please them. But the truth is I'm trying to make myself feel good because I believe I have some control over everybody else's happiness. And when you're all of a sudden realize I'm not responsible for that person's happiness and you remove yourself and it is, it is, it's an ego thing, but that's high level thinking right there. When you realize like I'm pleasing them to make myself feel good, 
but really I, I'm not responsible for their happiness and well-being. And listen, people that are going to be pissed off because all of a sudden you put yourself first and you don't contort yourself weren't meant to be in your life anyway. Um, and it's okay. Setting boundaries, all that. Listen, if these are hard lessons to learn, setting boundaries, being clear, Brene Brown being clear is to be kind, you know, all, all of it. I, I got you, Mark. I am a recovering contortionist in the people-pleasing space. Um, and I, <laughs> I knew I heard it and I, I thought it was you, but I didn't want to, but I, I did say I heard it from someone. So I'm so happy to clear that yeah. up. Well, um, maybe I heard it from someone. That's another thing. It's like, I don't know if I am the originator or I heard it or I read it. I just know it lands for me. And if it lands for you, you know, uh, it, I'll give credit wherever credit's due. Again, I'm a curator. I find yeah. I find stuff and I research, re, repackage it and repurpose sure. it, share it. But, you know, some people are like, yeah, that's plagiarism. I'm like, no, I'm just, if it belonged to you, tell me I will mm-hmm. drop your Brene Browns, your Gabby Bernsteins, your Jim Rohns, your Tim stories. I don't Absolutely. need credit other than amplifying the things that I find. That's all. I'm an amplifier. Oh my God. Barbara is an amplifier. That's you are an my- amplifier. Absolutely. That's all I am. I'm an amplifier of messages. I of love per- that. Um, mm-hmm. As we come to our last question here, our last couple of questions, um, one, one of the questions I ask all our guests that come on is the tombstone question. So the tombstone question, for those who have never heard what a tombstone question is, is the day we meet our maker, uh, we get a tombstone. We should. Unfortunately, we don't decide to, we don't decide what's put on our tombstone. Someone else will. What do you put on your tombstone? Um, mother, for sure. Amazing, super loving mother. I, I feel like I'm a loving mother. Um, flawed and fabulous, funny. <laughs> Although my friends recently told me, they're like, you're funny, but you're not that much fun. And the reason <laughs> being, because I can't, I can't drink past like three glasses of wine. I'm the first person. I'm like, I got to go to bed. Um, but they can like hang out on the beach all day long, you know, all, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I, I got to. So I, that was kind of funny. Cause I was like, I always thought I was really fun, but they're like, well, you're funny. You're not fun, but I'm not fun in their book. Cause they can party and I suck at partying. Um, and whatever. So, uh, she sucks at partying could be on my tombstone. Uh, she, um, what else? I left it all out on the field. I, I'm probably, you know, my tombstone, she left nothing. She left it all out in the field. She led with her heart. She's a loving, passionate mother, friend, uh, sister, aunt. Um, and she, she, she lived her best life. So, the tombstone, I wish they were smaller, but I mean, they are much smaller. So I did, as you're saying all this stuff, there was one key word and you said this before, and this is who you are. You're the curator. You're <laughs> all that is aggregated into what a curator is. Yes. I, I, I identify with that, with my curator, the good life. Like I, I really do. And I think that even what we've found today is that I am, I'm an amplifier of all that it means to live with purpose, style, and adventure. I am yeah. not an I'm not a creator. I am just an amplifier of some really great mindset, style, adventure, all the things. So yeah, I'm a super amplifier. Yeah. I mean, and I've witnessed that just being in a room with you is your, your superpower is amplifying others. You you just, you have this gift. It's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, And I'm just so blessed. I could speak to you about this. So 
Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad we got to talk because now I realize I'm like, oh, I like this language we found. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I do. I use other people's quotes and other people, but it just, when it lands with me, I want to share it. I want to like, this is, you know, even what we, that you're a work in progress and a masterpiece of the, like somebody's going to, that's going to land with one, somebody in your audience. So I'm so glad that I, I took that for myself to just bring it out to a larger audience. But, uh, but it's key, right? Because we, uh, uh, the way we we're designed is in our mindset journey is that we pour into ourselves. So we can pour into others. Yeah. So it's all about service, amplifying yeah. others as service. Yeah. And my brand is all about authenticity, transparency, value. And this is how I bring value is I, you know, I, I want to amplify other people and help others get out of their own way. If that's, that's what is also my tunes. She helped others. She got to, you know, <laughs> yep. almost like I have to get you a transformer. It's called the amplifier. <laughs> ah. um, the, um, so what's the best way for people to find you or get a hold of yeah. you join your programs? So uh, you can find me at barbaramajeski.com, uh, Barbara Majeski on Instagram, Barbara Majeski on Twitter, and which I have three followers because I can't tweet. I call it the tweeter, but TikTok, Barbara Majeski, you got to find me on there. It seems to be like a really great audience for me. I got to, I got to talk, talk more often, but. Good. Excellent. Barbara, I want to say this was just amazing. I mean, you've amplified me today. So I want to say yeah. thank you. Um, forget about the audience. You've amplified me. <laughs> I'm just joking, audience. Don't be giving bad reviews. But I want to say thank you so much. I know how busy your your schedule is, uh, and uh, this means a lot. And I'm just so blessed that I can pass on your messaging uh, to others. So thank you so much. I believe there's a reason why our paths have crossed. Uh, I think we're very aligned in our mission to serve and help others, and uh, I'm grateful that. We've had the opportunity to meet and we'll continue to work together. So thank you, Mark. I appreciate you as well. Uh, Likewise. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mark. 